When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the MLS Multiplex Podcast. I'm your host, Topher Adams, site expert of O-Towns 11. It's been a busy few weeks for me and the American soccer world, so I'm excited to be back on the pod and discuss all things from across Major League Soccer. This week, I get into Transfer Deadline Day, CONCACAF Champions League, and the U.S. Open Cup. And in segment two, I break down a few early front runners for MLS MVP. Without any further ado, let's jump into it. Major League Soccer's primary transfer window closed Monday night. It wasn't a particularly active day of transfers, but a handful of moves were made across the league. The first major move of the day came when Charlotte FC and Real Salt Lake swapped a pair of attackers. Veteran winger Justin Miram will go to Charlotte, while Andre Shinyashiki, who arrived in Charlotte via trade just last season, will head back to the Rocky Mountains, this time with RSL. Nashville and Toronto FC made a decent-sized trade to shake up their respective rosters. Toronto sent center-back Lucas McNaughton and a chunk of allocation money to the Music City for veteran striker C.J. Sapong. Uh, no other real big deals were made, some other things on the outside, but these are the two deals we're going to focus on uh, in this segment here. First, Charlotte and RSL. It seems like a fine trade for both uh, both rosters, uh, more just a, a stylistic kind of shake-up to change the, the way their personnel uh, is kind of built up. Uh, Surprised to see Shinyashiki leave Charlotte after less than a full season. He played fairly well for them down the stretch last year and seemed like he could be a core piece for this group, but not not the case. Uh, he won Rookie of the Year with the Colorado Rapids a few years ago. He heads back to the mountains, this time with their Rocky Mountain Cup rivals, RSL. Give, excuse me, give RSL another talented attacker in their unit. And for Charlotte, Justin Miram is a great bench winger. He brings needed experience, needed MLS experience to their offensive core. Um, uh, he played with their right back, Harrison Awful, for a long time in Columbus. So there's an immediate connection on the roster. And he's a very talented player, not in his prime anymore, but he's still capable of changing games off the bench. Uh, Toronto and Nashville trade. Uh, Toronto desperately just needed another striker of any caliber uh, with the injury-prone Adama Diomande and Io Akinola, plus their two Italian stars deal with injuries all the time. So they just needed more forwards, more professional caliber forwards on the roster to just soak up minutes, let alone produce. And CJ Sapong has proven to be a reliable, if at times underwhelming, frontman uh, in MLS. And he's still got something in the tank, even if he's not uh, at his peak any longer. Uh, from the Nashville side, 
they needed some extra depth at center back. Lucas McNaughton, uh, former Canadian Premier League player, uh, he's been a solid rotation center back for Toronto. Uh, he will do the same in Nashville. Uh, these two teams made a trade last year. Uh, Jacob Schaffelberg uh, went on loan uh, to Toronto or from Toronto to Nashville. He's become a nice piece for them. So this is another another Toronto reserve in Nashville and uh, another badly needed striker for Toronto and their roster. Otherwise, a fairly quiet transfer deadline day. There were rumors of potential trades. Uh, Santiago Moreno uh, of Portland, their talented U22 winger, was rumored to uh, teams making multi-million dollar allocation money offers that were immediately turned down. And then an, uh, a rumor of Paul Ariola of FC Dallas potentially going to the LA Galaxy. Uh, nothing came of those rumors, but uh, things to watch as we move forward into the summer months. Uh, but no no transfer activity uh, now. Uh, now we just focus on soccer until the summer window opens up again, I believe in June. Two playoff contenders from last season with championship hopes this year are quickly falling apart. Austin FC took the league by storm last year en route to a Western Conference final appearance, but the Verde and Black dropped to 11th place in the West after a 2-0 loss to the previously winless LA Galaxy. I picked the New York Red Bulls to win the Supporters' Shield and play for an MLS Cup title this season. The Red Bulls are currently the third worst team in the Eastern Conference and became the disgrace of the league with the Dante Van Zier incident against the Earthquakes. These are two teams that I expected to compete again. Uh, they are two teams that clearly want uh, to be playoff teams and push for silverware, but so far the wheels are falling off the bus quickly and they're hitting a turning point in the early stages of this season. Let's start with Austin. The main thing with them is that their star players just aren't producing. Sebastian Driussi, one goal, one assist to start the year. Uh, Diego Fagundes, nowhere near his career best form from a year ago. Emiliano Ragoni is a DP winger who has produced next to nothing his entire MLS career so far. Yassi Zardes, their big free agent acquisition, has yet to hit the ground running. Their U22 players aren't contributing. Uh, their midfield is underwhelming. None of their top guys that they expect to drive the bus are being able to deliver, and that's leading to this difficult start and has them below the playoff line in the early going. Uh, they were always bound for some regression, and that's a common talking point that people have had with Austin from the beginning of the season. They overproduced more than just about any team last year and expected goals. Uh, they were a year ahead of schedule, I think, in terms of how just how good they were a year ago. And I think this is the natural regression, but even still, I think I wouldn't have expected them to fall off this hard to start the year. Um, still a lot of season you have to play. Obviously, when you have guys like Driussi, that level of talent should be able to figure things out at some point. Um, but man, the injuries defensively, uh, the the this blow-up plays um, from guys like Kip Keller and Amro Tarek defensively and just defensive issues on as a whole. It's it's been a it's been a challenging season for Austin to start. I still back them to right the ship a little bit and kind of figure out how to make this thing work at some point. But it'll it'll be a battle just to make the playoffs, and it, they definitely don't look like a a championship or a, a trophy contender anymore. As for New York, I think it's kind of two things to talk about. There's kind of the moral, personal issue of just this team feels tainted. The vibes are so cosmically bad after the Van Zier and Struber incident. 
against the earthquakes and it's really impossible to talk about them about them just as a soccer team because they just feel gross this this whole struber era just like has a dark cloud over it now because that situation was just so ugly and just so frustrating and so difficult and it's hard it's really hard to kind of separate that and kind of compartmentalize that and maybe maybe i'm making more of it than there is but it just for me personally it just it's hard it's hard to talk about them as a soccer team because the vibes are just so off and so wrong um but on the soccer sense they're a statistical anomaly frankly uh they have the fourth best expected goal differential in the league. They are plus four and a half on the expected goal difference. They're about middle of the pack in offensive expected goals created. I believe top three in expected goals allowed. There's no statistic, clear statistical reason why uh, they're as bad as they are. Other and, and then when you actually watch the soccer, it's just they don't have guys making plays. They don't have guys executing they don't have guys who look like difference makers. Um, and it's really the same old, same old with the Red Bulls, where it's just soul-suckingly boring to watch. They lack creativity. They lack stars. They lack dynamism. They lack enjoyability. They lack a fun attacking style. It just It's all about ping-pong murder ball uh, in the middle of the field in 50-50s, and that's good for underlying numbers. But, man, oh, man, if you don't have guys who can make plays – uh, you're kind of you're kind of cooked, and the guys they've signed, Lukinyas is a bit of a bust, and Van Zier. I mean, it's it's impossible to judge him as a soccer player because the off the field stuff is just so gross and so disheartening that like, what are you even supposed to do with that? So massive disappointment for the Red Bulls. Uh, on some level, they are still a talented team, and they're still showing signs of being a contender. But uh, until that locker room. And kind of the the, the the vibes can fix themselves. There's no hope of matching their underlying numbers, but you know we'll see. Uh, not not a great start for those two teams in, in 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 league play to start the year. The Philadelphia Union and LAFC will face off in a historic rematch of last season's MLS Cup final in the Concacaf Champions League semifinals. The first leg will be played in Philadelphia Wednesday before the return leg in Los Angeles April second. This is one of the best fixtures we've seen in CCL and a really great showcase moment for Major League Soccer. I mean, we really have the two defining franchises of of the 2020s so far in MLS. Uh, Philly has just become so consistent and so singular in their identity as this grindhouse talent factory that scouts better than you, uh, has an academy that's better than you. They develop their players better than you. Jim Curtin's become the best coach in MLS. They have a really well-defined style. You know exactly what the the union way is. And you have LAFC, who kind of the glitz and glamour club, and they have these big money signings, and Dennis Buanga, and Carlos Vela, and Chicho Arango, and Gareth Bale, all these big guys who make big moments, and they, they've kind of become what the Galaxy were under Bruce Arena at the beginning of the 2010s with this, like, massive uh, big big time professional team and these are really the two faces of the league uh, obviously last year one and two in the supporter shield mls cup final um, and now here they are with a chance to play for a continental trophy um, and you know this is really becoming a budding rivalry but not in like 
the nasty vitriolic way of two teams that hate each other's guts, but more just two teams that are so good that they naturally butt heads because they always find themselves playing for championships. And that's one of the best kinds of rivalries when it's, it's not cheap stuff. It's not crap. It's just two great teams that are always playing for the biggest honors. And that's a really exciting thing that we haven't really seen in MLS, at least since Toronto, Seattle for those few years in MLS cup. And this is kind of the 2020s version of that so far. Uh, both these teams come in uh, in decent form. Philly just won 4-2 over Toronto on the weekend. Uh, they grinded out a win against Atlas uh, in the quarterfinals of this tournament. That's a tough win. It's always hard to beat Liga MX teams in CCL. Uh, they are the first MLS team to do that this year. Uh, LAFC are the only undefeated team left in Major League Soccer, coming off kind of a sleepy 1-1 draw against Nashville. You know, people aren't super high on them right now uh, for reasons I'm not totally sure on. They Again, they are undefeated. <laughs> Even their bad games, they're not losing. They clearly have a high talent level. Phillies had their issues this season, but a lot of it can be attributed uh, to the kind of CCL malaise. Um, but they're in good form right now. Both these teams are in really good form right now, and this should be a really all-time classic series for MLS in CCL. All right, lastly, on our top stories this week, the U.S. Open Cup is back. The Open Cup is in full swing now as MLS teams have entered the tournament starting on Tuesday. Uh, the first day was largely uneventful for MLS teams with a handful of comfortable victories against lower division sides. However, late Tuesday night, we got our first cup set of the year as Monterey Bay upset the San Jose Earthquakes 1-0. Uh, obviously, this is a classic tournament, one of the most fun in the world, uh, unique in its place in the American soccer history, the current MLS landscape. Uh, always a unique tournament. Last year was a really memorable one. Obviously, Sacramento, uh, the USL side, making their Cinderella run to the final. Detroit upsetting Columbus. A Union Omaha defeating Chicago and penalties. All these memorable moments from the Open Cup last year. And, of course, I'm sure we'll see plenty of big things from the Open Cup this year. Uh, as a reminder, Orlando City, uh, the reigning champions of this tournament. Uh, before them, I believe it was Atlanta United, like... <laughs> I don't know, three years ago. So excited to see who can kind of etch their name in the history books this time around in the U.S. Open Cup. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, for part two today, we're going to dive into some of the top players in the early MLS MVP conversations. I'm a huge fan of individual awards. I think there's just so much history and kind of personal legacy that comes with these individual honors. And yeah, they don't really mean anything, grand scheme of things, but I think it's really fun to go back and see all the great players and all the great individual honors they've hoisted. So I care a lot about awards like MVP. And uh, let's run through some of the top candidates for this. Um, most of these are fairly obvious ones, you know, the guys who are scoring the most goals, providing the most assists, leading the best teams. But a couple that are a little bit slightly more off the radar, uh, you know, more you got to squint your eyes and see the value. But let's just jump into it with, I think, the, the front runner right now, uh, Dennis Buaga from LAFC. He's probably the best player in Major League Soccer right now, the Gabonese attacker is a goal-scoring machine for one of the best teams in the league. He's second in the league with seven goals, and of course he's also torching the CCL. Uh, Boanga scores every type of goal. He's a menace with and without the ball on his feet. He's in his prime right now, and he could really dominate this league for the next few seasons if he wants to. As I just mentioned, he, he can rip thunderbolts from 30 yards. He always makes the late-arriving back post run, one-touch finish. Uh, dribble around a guy and finish. He's just such a complete goal-scoring attacker. Uh, he showed a lot of promise uh, in his limited time he played last year, and he's really making good uh, this season. Uh, it's it's scary to think that LAFC were able to find a guy like this that just kind of add to their core, uh, and he's certainly an MVP candidate so far. Uh, next one, another pretty obvious one, Atlanta United's Thiago Almada. You know, he made waves earlier this season with some of his spectacular performances in the first few weeks. He's cooled down a little bit uh, with some injuries and just kind of general regression from his crazy start, but the young Argentine is still a special playmaker. He leads the league in combined goals and assists with nine. You know, if he stays in Atlanta through the season, you know, far from a given, you know, his name's already been linked in the transfer rumors, he'll be a serious contender for some individual awards. You know, I think I mentioned on a podcast a couple, like last month, I believe, that he really is the heir to Miguel Almiron. He's the first Atlanta United playmaker who has that same quick, quick decision-making and ability to create on the ball uh, at pace in rhythm. He's just such a special player to watch. Yeah, he's had some minor injuries here and there. And, you know, Atlanta United are still not quite as back as they would like. Um, they still have their... Their frustrating struggles um, as as an organization. Uh, I'm not really sure what the uh, the long term outlook is on the Gonzalo Pineda era, but Tiago Amada, he's a special talent. If he stays, he'll be an MVP front runner throughout the season. If he goes, he'll be a thirty forty million dollar transfer to Napoli or the Premier League or wherever. So he, he's a really special player, and it's certainly a name to watch in this conversation. Next up is another Argentine playmaker making waves, and that's San Jose's Christian Espinoza. The live wire winger is one of the few consistently good pieces for San Jose in the Matias Almeida era, but he's found a new level under Luchi Gonzalez. He's tied with Buanga for second in combined goals and assists with eight. 
Uh, he's a force down the flank with his ability to whip in crosses for Jeremy Abobasi. And he started showing eye for goal this year. Now, Espinoza is one of the most consistent attackers in MLS over the last like five years, but nobody's really noticed because he's in San Jose and under Matias Almeida, they were one of the worst teams in the league for a while. Um, but Espinoza, man, he's an excellent crosser. He's a good dribbler. He tries extremely hard. Uh, good technical ability, obviously great physical ability as well. I think getting a more functional team around him uh, under Luchi Gonzalez and guys like Carlos Gruezo just adding stability to that team. I think you're really seeing uh, what uh, what Christian Espinosa is and what he's been just on a higher stage because the team around him is letting him be an MVP-level contributor. And, and that's something I think that's really... Uh, exciting because he's such a fun player and he's he's really a delight and he deserves to be a face of the league Uh, and of course being in San Jose and playing for a bad team has kind of hurt his ability to do that but I think this season he's really starting to break out nationally and I think that's a a really exciting thing for him and for the earthquakes all right the next player on the list is the one like real off the board type of pick Um, it's going to take some justification but I think I think when you really think of it in totality and what he means to his team He's a good off-the-board type of shout for most valuable player. And that's Hector Herrera of the Houston Dynamo. Now, the Dynamo are having a bit of a resurgence this year under Ben Olsen. Now, they're currently above the playoff line in sixth place. They play a lot of really good possession-based soccer. And really a big reason for this turnaround has been the improvement of Herrera. The former Atletico Madrid midfielder is controlling the game in midfield. Uh, and some of his underlying stats are really showing how important he is to Houston. So the main number I'm going to use for this is a stat I don't totally trust by itself, but I think it's it's a good piece to kind of quantify what I'm saying with Herrera. And that's American Soccer Analysis' goals added, which is their kind of all-in-one statistic trying to say how, how much value a player adds. Um, it's sort of analogous to wins above replacement in baseball, but obviously there's differences. And, you know, I don't, again, this stat requires a fair bit of context to fully understand but he's second in the league in goals added now again grain of salt understand it i think it's a good representation of herrera's impact you know he's very good on the ball and he's helping them play a very nice possession style he's getting into more dangerous positions helping them create more and get into goal scoring areas um And outside of those on-the-field impacts, Herrera's been a much better leader this year. He's playing with a lot more passion. He's helping uplift his teammates and playing with his teammates and making them better, as opposed to last year where he was this sinking force. Now he's an uplifting force. And I think when you look at Houston's turnaround, it all starts at the top with Hector Herrera, who's, I believe, the highest-paid player in franchise history. Huge expectations for him as a superstar Mexican international. I think he's He's finally starting to really show why he's that type of player, and I think Houston's really reaping the benefits. And I think he's the type of game-controlling midfielder that just has such a li- can have such a lifting effect on a team. And sure, he's not scoring goals and providing assists like some of these other guys. I think his all-around impact to winning culture kind of make him a best-11 MVP type of player in my mind. Now, lastly here to round it out, Another player, uh, a much more traditional pick for this list, Seattle's Jordan Morris. Uh, he's having a renaissance season with a league-high eight goals to start the year. 
He's played a lot more of as a striker, a central striker, than he has in years, and that's really helped him get to his best form in front of goal. Uh, even as he shifts back to the left wing to accommodate Seattle's talented room of other center forwards like Hebert and Raul Ruiz Diaz, uh, Morris is still providing so much danger and is such a menace up front for the Sounders in any position. I've been a huge fan of Jordan Morris for a very, very long time. Uh, I hate every time he gets injured. It's such so gutting, but he keeps coming back, and he keeps coming back better than ever. I love how resilient he is. I love how much work he puts into being uh, a great contributor for Seattle. Um, you know, we'll see what the positional thing ends up being. Obviously, he's had this success as a striker, and that's been a talking point uh, nationally this season. But wherever he plays, he's just such a goal-scoring threat. And he's been really nice. He's been a really, really good player, um, both on the left wing and through the middle. And I think, uh, I, I just think he's such a he's such a good player <laughs> at getting into dangerous areas. Uh, and he create he he gets on the end of chances and he creates space with his in behind movement. Uh, He's just an excellent off-ball winger, and even if he lacks some ability to dribble and he lacks some ability to create, he just gets into the box and he helps uh, uplift um, the Seattle attack. And when, when Jordan Morris is, is at his best, Seattle's at their best. And if Seattle's at their best, they're going to be near the top of the league, and Jordan Morris is certainly going to garner some MVP consideration once again. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the MLS Multiplex podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to leave a review and share the show on social media. If you cover Major League Soccer or an MLS club and are interested in joining me on the show to discuss your team or some of the big things around the league, reach out to me on social media and uh, we'll collaborate and uh, really make, make some good content on this show. Always looking for guests, always looking for people to talk about things going on across the league. I, I, can, only, I can only know so much, so... The more you join and the more we can collaborate, the better I think this show will be. And, of course, be sure to visit MLS Multiplex, O-Towns 11, and all the fan-sided sites for more MLS content. And thank you all again for listening to the MLS Multiplex podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.